0: Welcome back to Hashtag Real Pod. I'm your host Victoria Garrick and today's episode I hope will be something different and special for you all. I'm going to be giving you 10 mental skills that you can use right after listening to this to feel more confident and better about your craft, whatever it is you're going to be performing in and that you've been preparing for. So whether that's a game or a practice or a meeting, a presentation, a test, um, a big conversation with someone. These are skills that I used, especially during my playing career at USC and also in my everyday life when trying to feel better mentally about whatever it is I was about to do. Now, usually I have on a guest who I think is honest and inspirational and someone that I think can share something that you guys can benefit from. But today, I am doing something a little bit different because, well, two reasons. One, a lot of you have been telling me recently that either work is starting or it's a new school year or you are trying out for a new team and you're wondering how to be confident for those moments, how to make sure you're going to perform well, you know, when you need to be at the tryout, at the presentation, how you're going to be clutch. Um, And so I want to help and give some insight there. And then secondly, I heard an awesome podcast by Andrew East on his podcast called Redirected. And it was his ten tips to his ten tips to rebuilding confidence, and I loved it. And I thought that I have ten tips I want to share with you guys. Mine are different than his. I think one, I think two are the same, but the other eight are different things that I've used uh, in volleyball, in school, in my own life to be confident and feel good in a moment and like I'm gonna dominate. And it's hard to get into a space where uh, we feel fully 100% good about what we're going to do and and we can trust it's going to be everything we we want it to be, right? So these are going to be my 10 skills that you can use to be more confident before and during your performance. Now, I don't think you should use all 10 of these things before your tryout or before your thing. Uh, that would probably be overwhelming and you'd probably be more stressed over thinking, you know, did I do all 10 things? It's definitely not like that. Um Sometimes maybe one of these skill sets can be the key or two or if you have three that you really like. But I'm going to share 10 things with you guys that hopefully... Some will click for you and and help you in your performance. Now, I'm also assuming that you're prepared. So I'm not going to tell you guys to be prepared or make sure you practice or you've studied or you know the material or whatever you're going into. I'm going to assume you've put your hours in and you are prepared, but that now you're just stuck with what's going on in your mind. You know, you've done everything, but you get to that moment and you start experiencing that self-doubt or you're maybe not confident about what's going to happen. So these are things that I think can help you when that starts to occur in your mind. So I'm assuming you're prepped, you're ready to go. And the last thing you need to get in line is uh, your mental toughness and your mental belief that you do in fact have this. So with that said, let's get started. And I hope that uh, you you guys can take away something from this. So number one, Experience without judgment. So, this basically means you're going to have a lot of feelings and a lot of thoughts and a lot of emotions running through your mind and your head and your body before this event in your life. I want you to experience that without judgment. And that's really hard for a lot of us to do because when we have uh, emotions or things happen to us, we cling to them. For example, if I'm starting out. Uh, practicing for my volleyball game, and we go out for warm-up, and the first ball served to me, I shank. My immediate thought might be, oh my gosh, my touch is off, or oh my god, that's going to set the tone for this warm-up because I missed that ball, and I cling to that thought. Um, That clinging makes things worse. If you imagine a conveyor belt, Uh, in front of you. You have a conveyor belt and it's your thoughts and your emotions before something important is going to happen. And you see those thoughts floating by like, I'm not ready, or my first rep was terrible, or this warm up feels bad. And you see them and you grab them and you pull them off the conveyor belt and you hold them with you. All of that negativity just keeps piling up and piling up. And before I know it, I've commented on this bad rep and now I've missed this serve and I've missed this ball and I've judged my whole warmup as bad. And that means now my game's going to be bad because my warmup's bad. So I'm having a bad experience and I'm judging it and I'm clinging to those negative thoughts. As opposed to this skill is experience without judgment. So when that first ball comes and I make that mistake, I think, okay, That's not what I wanted to happen, but I'm experiencing it. I'm not going to judge it as good or bad or judge this warm-up as good or bad, and I'm going to keep moving through this moment. It's a mindset that is hard to develop at first, but as you practice it, it will continuously become stronger and stronger and your reflex to experience something and not judge it will get better. And I think not judging things is really hard for us because we judge everything in life. This is good. This is bad. I like him. I don't like her. This was mean. This was nice. So to do something and not judge it is very hard. But my first tip for you is to experience things without judgment. And that might be Um, Let's say you have a test and you're doing your practice quiz and you get a really easy one wrong and suddenly you think, oh my gosh, if I forgot that, I'm going to forget everything and I'm going to do so badly on this test and I'm not prepared. So you've had a bad thought, you've pulled it off your conveyor belt, you've clung to it, and now you're judging your current experience and what your future experience is going to be like, and that doesn't lead to anything good. So this first skill is experience something without judgment, and I want you guys to challenge yourself to notice when you are judging your experience and trying to predict a negative or a positive future outcome uh, and not just be in the present moment and acknowledge whatever's happening as an experience that is neither good nor bad. It's neither one you like nor dislike, but it's just happening. And when you do that, the chances of things actually turning out to go well have been, in my experience, greater because I'm not piling all this negative these negative thoughts and negative energy on me and instead I'm just letting them kind of run through me. So that's the first one, experience without judgment. Number 2 is talk yourself up. And I cannot stress this enough. And I know some people are like, "Oh, I tell myself I'm good, but I don't believe it." I had warm-ups and I know I'm talking a lot about volleyball because this is where I experience these skill sets, but I had warm-ups where the entire time in my head, I was saying, I'm the shit. I'm the shit. I'm the shit. I had other games where I was like, I'm the best there is. I'm the best there is. I'm the best there is. And I would just repeat that to myself over and over and over and over, just the way I just did it to you guys now, with no pauses in between, so that I was not even allowing myself to have a room for a negative thought or room to say, no, that's not true or no, you're actually not the best. I was just telling myself, I am the best, I am good, I am good enough, I'm gonna kill it. Whatever your phrase is, like, I'm gonna kill it, or like, I do great things, or I'm the best, talk yourself up, And if you have to go to the extreme that I did and not say that to yourself repeatedly for a straight 20 minutes, which is literally what I did throughout my entire warm-up. But a warm up is like 45 minutes long. I think I did it for the first 20 minutes. Uh, I just started believing it. And then I started playing well because I kept saying, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. And I was like touching the ball, like I'm the best. And I got and you get a little cocky with it, and not to anyone else. You're not Outwardly being cocky, but inside yourself, it's okay to to get a little chip on your shoulder if that's going to help you play well. Um, now, you don't want to. I don't think anyone would ever like. No one knows I did that, so you definitely don't want to be acting cocky. But inside yourself, for sure, you want to be telling yourself you're the best and you're going to dominate. Um, and you should feel. Worthy enough to say those things to yourself. Um, You know, obviously, no, I'm not the best there is. There's really, really good liberos out there, but there's nothing wrong with me saying that to myself and talking myself up and creating that badass inner dialogue uh, that ended up helping me feel like I was the best and just, you know feel like, you know, for that night, maybe I can be the best, but there's no way you're ever going to be the best if you don't believe you can be right. So you've got to find out what works for you and get your mind and everything inside of you, like pulsating and believing that thing. So number two is talk yourself up, have an inner dialogue that starts the morning you wake up that day. Like, I am good. I do great things. Good things are going to happen to me today. Um, You know, I'm open to what the world's going to offer me today. And I'm going to take advantage of every opportunity. So talk yourself up. And no one has to know what you're saying to yourself. It's just for you. And I think there's a really powerful physical outcome when internally you are creating this really hyped up, confident energy. Number three is get to a six and now you're probably wondering you know what does that mean Victoria what is get to a six get to a six is referring to your scale of emotions on which you can be on uh any at any given point of the day so from a scale of one to ten um where are you just think about like where you are right now Uh, listening to a podcast, I'm guessing you're probably around like a four or three. I'm hoping you're relaxed. Um, But what about what level are you at when you're at a concert and your favorite artist is on stage? You're probably like, I'm at nine or 10. So for optimal performance, uh, doctors, psychologists recommend around a six or a seven. Um, and that's different for everyone. So Nicole Davis, my mentor, she was on the last episode, she's amazing, told me to get to a six. And essentially, um, I realized that I was fluctuating on this scale way too much. If I was really excited about an audition for reporting or something, um, and I was like at an eight or a nine, and I'm all giddy and I'm smiling and everything's happy because I'm super excited about this thing. Or, you know, sometimes I had important cool things, but I would show up kind of like under engaged. I was at like a three or a four, even though it was a cool thing. Get to a six and a six can be different for everyone. My six is probably a lot more hyped than someone else's six because that's, that's my scale. Like I function as a more energetic, uh, going hyper person. So my six is probably maybe someone else's eight. Um, but it's my six. So figure out what that is for you. And before you're going to perform, you don't want to be super hyped at a 10, you know, giddy, shaking, jumping, feeling like you're going to burst. And you also don't want to be ready to take a nap or, or thinking about being somewhere else. And you might have to check in with yourself and say, okay, you know, I'm at like a four. How can I get to a six? Maybe it's play your favorite dance song and bring your energy higher. Maybe you're at a nine and you're like, okay, I need to calm down. That was frequently my case before USC games. I was like, I'm at a nine or a 10 and I got to bring myself down. I got to, I got to get calmer. And, um, you know, there's different ways you can do that. Like, uh, listening to slower music, meditating, counting breaths. So notice where you are on your scale and get yourself to a six so that you can think clearly, you can physically perform um, you know, in a comfortable realm where you're neither too engaged and overstimulated or the polar opposite of that. So number three is get to a six. Now, number four, take the spotlight off yourself. I hate to burst your bubble, and I burst my own bubble when I realized that this is the the case, but it is not about you. It is simply not about you. It is not your day. The world is not riding on your shoulders. You are not the big superstar that everyone is paying attention to, that everyone's eyes are on. Take the spotlight off yourself, you're you're not that you're not that you're not all that and that's the stuff i would tell myself too because we are sometimes anxiety stems from this dialogue that i have to play well the coach everyone's looking towards me um i'm the boss at this company i'm the valedictorian like i need to do amazing no turn the spotlight off reach up move move this fake camera light and and point it elsewhere because you are not the star. There are a billion people on the earth and you're in your one country, in your one state, in your one little city doing your one little thing that you like to do and everyone else everywhere else thinks that it's about them. So realize, realize that. And I think it's a humbling and Comforting thought to know that like life is so so big, and there's thousands and thousands of people that have no idea who I am, no idea what my goals are, no idea what volleyball is, no idea what social media is. Like, and it just doesn't matter because when I realize that, I'm like, wow, like it's so true. And there's a few things you can do to kind of remind yourself that like no one cares. Uh, One thing I love to do is look around the stadium, look around the room, look around the gym and find someone who's on their phone and maybe you're like creating a story for them. Oh, that that person's talking to uh, their wife and they're talking about their new dog and that's what's important and they don't even know who I am. Or that person's ordering cotton candy and a hot dog and they could care less because they're wearing the other team's colors. They don't even know me. Um, and I would think about that stuff and think, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm nothing, I'm no one, and and those thoughts helped me feel more free, helped me feel like, you know, it didn't really matter, uh, you know, how I performed, and then that stress and that pressure kind of felt relieved off my back. Um, another thing that I loved to do was think about someone who does love and care about me. And think about how they don't know what I'm doing right now. Like, I would often think of my brothers, who are two of my best friends, and I love them so much, and they are my biggest fans, yet I had many important games, many important interviews that they had no idea were going on. Just because, like, you know, my life becomes normal, like, uh, you know, they just don't know. And so I'd be, you know, listening to the national anthem, and I'd think wow, you know, like Jonathan has no idea that I have a game right now because he's preparing for his own thing or he's doing his own thing. And that wasn't like, oh my gosh, you know, he doesn't love me. He doesn't care. No, I was just like, that's cool. Like he doesn't, this is not as big of a deal to everyone else as it is to me, which means like I should take a breath and realize like the world will go on, you know, with or without this, this event happening right now. So Take the spotlight off yourself. Um, When I play with the spotlight on myself, I play terribly. When I go out there and I think... I have to be super good today. Everyone's watching me and then I'm passing the ball and I'm thinking, what did the coach think or or do these girls think I'm good? I play terribly. I play terribly when the light is shining on me. The light is not shining on you. It's shining on the whole team. It's shining on the whole company. It's shining on the whole classroom. It's not on you. And so I'm just, I'm being a little like harsh about it because I feel passionately about it because I know how it's affected me when I feel like everything's riding on my back when it really isn't. So when you feel that way, just remember like there's so many more people that are a part of this. There's so many other things going on in the world. It's not all about you in this moment. And that's a very relieving and cathartic thought, I think. So number four, take the spotlight off yourself. Number five, how can you help someone else? Along with this, the spotlight thing is there's other people there, right? Um, there's maybe a team around you, there's colleagues, there's other people in the class. Um, If you play a solo sport, like, can you do something nice for your coach before you show up? Can you do something nice to a stranger the morning before you show up for your round? Whatever it is, like, can you help someone else? How can you do that? And that in itself will be a connection. So you're going to connect with someone. You're going to feel good because you did a good thing. You're going to feel kind. You're going to feel um, like you've done something nice today for, for someone else. And that is a emotion experience that relieves pressure. So how can you help someone else? Um, can you make sure everyone looks like they're having a good time? Can you high five the people that make mistakes? Uh, can you give someone an extra pen Whatever it is, you know, how can you help someone else so that they can do well too? And when you think about helping others, you end up doing well and there's less pressure because it's not just about you succeeding. You're like, how can I get so-and-so to the top? And in helping them get to the top, you're probably right alongside with them doing awesome yourself. So number five is simple. How can you help someone else? Um, I think it's really beneficial and also makes you a great human being. That moves us to number six. Six is give yourself time. And what that means is do not feel rushed or crammed or tired before your performance you wanna feel like you've had a lot of time, you have everything you need, you've checked it, and you're almost early. And when you do that, you're not stressing about anything else and you can do all these things and, and check in on yourself and get in the zone and not feel anxious or rushed. And another thing that goes along with giving yourself time is that means you have an option to check in with yourself and see what you need. So if I've given my if I've given myself time and I have twenty extra minutes before a really important meeting, um, I can ask myself, okay, what do I need right now? You know, what am I feeling? And if I'm feeling like I want to prepare more, great, I'm bringing out my notes. If I'm feeling like I'm a little nervous, I'm too stressed, and now the time I have is just making me think about it more. I'll watch something else. I'll pull up Netflix. I'll watch a quick. 20 minute episode of Friends, or I'll watch uh, a quick stand up app or act or an SNL skit on YouTube. So, if you give yourself time, you are not only gonna play things much safer and you're gonna feel way less anxious and worried and stressed, but now you can get yourself to that six or get yourself to that place you wanna be in because you've had the opportunity to check in with yourself, have a conversation, and then see where things need to go before you walk out on the court or before you walk in the classroom. So give yourself time, and it's okay to take your thoughts off what's about to happen. I think a lot of people think, I gotta be thinking about winning this championship all day long, and if I don't think about it, it means I don't want it bad enough. That is false. You can want it really bad, And not think about it until you step out on the court. And that's probably the best thing to do like for your mental health because you're not going to drive yourself crazy. So, you know, sometimes I would watch random stuff on my phone in the locker room before walking out to play a really important game. Yes, I could have been looking over the scout a fifth time. Yes, I could have been stretching out my calf even more than I had already. But I felt good about my preparation and it was time to take my mind off of the game because I wanted to get into a calmer mindset and kind of remind myself once again like hey there's actors there's tv shows like not everyone's life is like this rivalry game right now so give yourself time and then when you have that time have a dialogue with yourself and figure out you know what you need seven this one is hone into your environment and When I learned about this, I absolutely loved it. And it was a great way for me to become instantly present in a moment. A lot of us, I think, try to meditate or try to calm our mind, but we have thoughts going like a million miles per minute, right? And it's hard to just clear your mind. And this clears your mind and brings you into the present moment very easily. Well, it did for me, and I hope it does for you. And what this is, is trying to hear the loudest noise in the room and then trying to hear the quietest noise in the room. And when I say that, it could be an arena with five, 10,000 people. It could be a meeting room with 10 people, whatever it is. Just, if you can close your eyes, close your eyes. That's the best way to do it and ask yourself, what is the loudest sound I hear right now? Find it. Maybe it's the person talking loudly next to you. Maybe it's you know construction outside. Maybe it's the music in the arena. What's the loudest sound? Once you identify that, hear it. Think about what it is. Now ask yourself, what's the quietest sound I can hear right now? You'd be amazed. You can hear the refs Feet as they walk. You can hear someone crinkling a wrapper in the 40 second stand. And closing your eyes and trying to hear that, you're like, wait, no, I hear a quieter one. No, I hear a quieter one. And slowly you feel really connected to your environment because you're in tune with it and you've become really in the know about your surroundings. So Really listen for those noises, hone into your environment, and afterwards when you open your eyes, I think it's a much calmer feeling because you feel really present. You're like, I know where I am right now. Maybe even wiggle your toes in your shoes. Look at where you're standing on the ground. I'm standing right here. I'm in this moment. I hear the candy wrapper. I hear the music. I'm right here. You're not in yesterday's practice. You're not in tomorrow's meeting. You're just here. And that's the moment you need to be in. And so that is the best way I would get present. And I would do it very often. And I still do. Now, number eight, we're almost done. Oh my God, we're flying by. Um, Okay, number eight, think of the people who have your back no matter what. I love this one because I think we all convince ourselves that if we don't get this thing, if we don't win, if we don't succeed, the world's going to hate us. Everyone's going to hate us. We're going to have let these people down. I mean, really think about it. There are people in your life, there's got to be at least one, hopefully a handful of people in your life who will love you no matter what happens in this moment. If you get the job, if you don't, if you get benched, if you don't, there's got to be people in your life who will still love you, still be proud of you, and still have your back. And when I would think about those people, I felt very comforted and I reminded myself that my relationships with, with those people are so much more than my external accomplishments and successes. My relationships with those people stem so deep that this this thing right here now doesn't matter. Make the team or not doesn't matter. These people, these four, these three, they have my back. So think of those people that have your back no matter what and be comforted by that and know that no matter what, win or lose, you're going home to that person or you can call that person and they still love you. And that always made me feel super comforted uh, just because, you know, we convince ourselves. It's crazy what like anxiety and these anxious thoughts can do is convince ourselves we're going to let people down. But when we really think about it, life goes on. They still love us. Our relationships are still strong. So that was number eight. Number nine Is shift into an equality mentality. And this is something that Andrew E said that I absolutely loved, and it was the first time I heard of it. And what it basically means is you're shifting into a mindset and a mental framework where you are believing that everyone around you, you're equal to them. Sometimes we develop this like imposter syndrome, like we don't know how we even got here, like you're scamming, you're pulling it off, you know, you're here, but you're really not good enough. No one knows, but you know, and oh, oh gosh, it might come out tonight. Get to a mindset where you're like, no, this person has insecurities too. That person's made mistakes too. That person's also succeeded. I've also succeeded. We are equals. I'm equal to the people around me. Um, and that, that gives you a sense of validation and self-worth in that moment. No one's better than you, no one's worse than you, but you're all where you need to be and you're the person that decides that that's the case. So number nine is shift into an equality mentality. I wish I had known that when I was playing because I say this a lot. I think a lot of you know this. My biggest I don't even know what the word is. The biggest thing that would get me all the time at USC was I'm not good enough to be here. It was just because I was a walk-on. It was just because people told me I couldn't do it. I just thought, you know, maybe I'm not good enough to be here, but I'm here. And despite starting, despite an award, despite this or that, I always, like, needed something more to, to really prove I was good enough. And when I got that thing, I still doubted. So, you know... Obviously, I did things to help myself perform it and, and convince myself I was good enough, but I love this idea of looking around the room or the court or the the gym and thinking, I'm equal to everyone here, and um, that means I deserve to be here in this moment. I deserve to show like what I'm capable of and what I can do. So number nine, shift into an equality mentality. Ten, the last one is trust that you are good enough for this moment. I read a book, a great book called The Inner Game of Tennis. I highly recommend any of you read it if you're dealing with your mental self getting the best of you. And The Inner Game of Tennis gave this example and it said, when someone throws you a water bottle, what do you do? You catch it, right? You just, you catch it. Do you think about the timing of lifting your hand to where the bottle is being thrown? Do you think about how many fingers you want to grip on the plastic and at what speed? Do you think about how hard you need to grab it? Do you think about what shape your hand is in and how far it's extended out from your body? But- no, 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 no. We don't think about any of that because we know we can catch a water bottle. It's muscle memory. We've done it for years Like You don't think about it. You just do it. There's a lot of things in life as humans we just do. And if you're listening to this and you've spent years playing your sport, you've spent years studying that material, you've spent years working your way to be where you are, trust yourself to be good enough for that moment. The same way you don't overthink catching a water bottle because it's muscle memory and you know you know how to do it. So let go of the controlling thoughts that think I need to step with this foot first. I need to move this hand out here. I need to, you know, write this down on the document first. No, screw all of that. You're prepared. You know what to do. Trust yourself in this moment to just be. Swing the club, kick the soccer ball, serve the volleyball. Just do it because you've practiced You've prepared, you've put that work in, and right now is your time to just let it ride, to just perform, to just let all of that fall into place and take its course. So number 10 is trust that you are good enough for this moment. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Hashtag Real Pod. I hope you enjoyed it. I actually really love sitting down here and, and talking like this. To be honest, I was a little nervous because I was like, What do I look at? I'm just talking to a microphone by myself in my room. Like, you know, do I script this? Which I didn't, and I'm proud of myself because usually I'm such a planner that I would script something like this, (laughs) but I didn't. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed this. I definitely am excited to hear the feedback. Make sure you leave a comment on Instagram at RealPod. Let me know what you thought. I want to know what your favorite tip was and which one you're going to use and if you use it, how it works for you. And make sure to subscribe and give this podcast five stars and come back next week. We're going to have a guest next week. But if you guys loved this episode, I can make sure to incorporate more just like this. We can talk about how to deal with rejection. We can talk about um, how to create happiness on a day where you're not feeling too happy. You know, uh, many important things that I think take thinking, processing, and patience to achieve and kind of manifest during a day, we can talk about here on Hashtag RealPod. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm so pumped to hear the feedback and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for listening to this episode and I will see you guys next Tuesday.